The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, this is Jeff Shannon. So nice to have you along here on the Sunday morning at uh, 10 o'clock. We do each and every Sunday morning, by the way. And uh, we have a couple of special guests in our studio this morning. Julianne Curlis is the Interim Executive Director over the Literacy Council. Now, you've been there since March. And you st- uh, wow, you started as a volunteer, a grant writer uh, last fall. So the JD, what's the JD? A law degree. I knew that. I was just testing you to make sure that you, you have this. Uh, for the University of Tennessee College of Law and a BA in English from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Love Chapel Hill, by yeah. the way. And your original from Charlotte. Okay. The North Kakalaki girl. <laughs> and you moved to Summer County last August. Now you're with the Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee. And well, welcome into the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And also sitting next to her. She's very famous, by the way. Georgette Reed. Now, she's the Director of Curriculum and Tutor Development. Say that really fast. <laughs> and she's worked for the Literacy Council for over five years uh, or more, you know, and uh, she's a former teacher and librarian and a longtime resident right here in Sumner County. So, ladies, welcome into the show. And, well, let's just kick it off. Uh, uh, Julianne, let's start off. Tell us uh, a little bit of history and how you came up to be into the Literacy Council. Yeah, so um, I moved to Sumner County last uh, fall or August, and I I knew that I wanted to be in the nonprofit space, but during the pandemic, it was a rough time looking for a job. So I, I ended up, I knew I needed to fill my time with something meaningful, so I ended up volunteering to do some grant writing and business development for the Literacy Council just became really familiar with it and loved its mission, loved working with the volunteers and seeing the impact that it has on all of our students. And then when the previous executive director left, I um, was so familiar with it that it was a pretty easy transition for me to step into that role. Yeah. And, And the services are free. Yes, they are free. That is amazing. Well, that's that, that's very interesting. We're, we're, we're glad you're aboard on this. Thanks. <laughs> and Georgette, little history here. Well, I've been a resident since 1985 in Sumner County, and I was a teacher for over, oh, I guess about 23 years. And I raised four children, and I had always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something with the Literacy Council, but being so busy with all of that, Mm -hmm. I just didn't have a chance. So when I retired, I went over to the Literacy Council and worked as a volunteer. And then we got so busy that they decided they needed me to be part-time, and that's what I've been doing ever since, So because we have grown. We're a little bit, we're trying to get back because after almost 18 months, you know, being on furlough and not doing that much Mm -hmm. and losing some of our tutors and some of our clients, but we're now starting to come back 
and we look forward to the coming months sure. that will do well. Now, do the, the tutors, uh, is that a volunteer position? Yes, all of our tutors, God bless them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just are just wonderful. I can't speak enough about how wonderful they are. Yeah, now what kind of topics do you guys tutor in? Uh, we started the Literacy Council just with reading. Reading, yeah. But because of the new math, we have taken up math literacy. <laughs> so thank God for those math teachers. Can I come over and take a I have no idea with this stuff. <laughs> oh, right? I don't know. I don't oh do gosh. math. I scour the foothills looking for math tutors. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's been quite something. That's so, why we have calculators. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, it's it's great. I mean, I love it. The people are wonderful, and it's nice being able to have people have uh, confidence in their reading and become better at mm-hmm. it. It's just wonderful. Now, do you find a lot of people are really having a hard time reading these days? I mean, you know, back in the day, it was like, well, I just never learned to read. Uh, but in this day and time, with the Internet and social media and the computers and things like that, uh, are people still having a hard time uh, reading and, and need help with that? Yeah, we definitely find that trouble with reading tends to be a generational kind of a, a cycle of illiteracy. So a lot of our adult students, especially who come in and can't read, they come from families who couldn't read and never placed much emphasis on education. So it's it's kind of across the board where peop, the starting point that people come in with, some can read a little and some, you know, can't even read road signs or forms at the doctor's office. Um, and then we, we also have a high school equivalency program. So that's usually they can read, but, you know, working on getting that, that degree or certificate. And then with our youth programs, of right. course, they're, they tend to be students who are just a little bit behind in their reading skills. Now, do you have, you know, people that can read, but they have problem comprehending what they're reading? Is that an issue uh, big time? That's a very, very big issue. They can read the words but they haven't been able or not pointed out how they should think about what they're Mm -hmm. reading. And that is a big problem because if like someone who needs to get their diploma, they have to take science and social study, reading and writing and math. Mm -hmm. And if they can't understand what the questions are asking them, they're not going to do well. So comprehension is very important. So what are some of the uh, programs that the council is offering? Um, so we have four programs. Two of them are youth programs and two of them are adult programs. The adult programs are our high set preparation, which is that high school equivalency. And that is actually, we have a Uh, an app so it's mostly online now we still are offering it in person some students don't like doing it online but if they want the online version it's super adaptive and Mm -hmm. gives them more flexibility and when they can study and work through things so that's been a pretty cool improvement that we've had in the last year and then we also have our teaching adult learners to read program which is exactly what it sounds Mm -hmm. like Um, and then our youth programs we have our under 18 which is just youth students who need some one-on-one attention it's all different subjects whatever they're struggling with and then our cover program sends tutors into local elementary schools to work one-on-one and Georgette had a hand in starting the cover program wow so what inspired you to come up with that uh I have a good friend at Jean Brown Elementary and her name is Mary Truca 
<laughs> and we had this idea that we needed to reach out more in the community. So we sat down and talked about it and decided that we would start with kindergarten and assign tutors to each kindergarten teacher if they wanted the extra help. And the tutors would, they wouldn't be responsible for any planning, mm-hmm. the teacher would give them something, either learning their sight words that they needed to know or their sounds, and they would work one-on-one with uh, individual students, usually out in the hall. Right. <laughs> so the teacher would identify the problem, mm-hmm. the people that were having the problems yes. and say, okay, Billy Sue here really needs some extra help, so we're going to get you a little tutor here and go over right. what she's mm-hmm. teaching them, so they're not getting behind in their, in their subjects. Right. So after we um, got the kindergarten set up well then we realized well let's do first grade also mm-hmm. so then we found tutors who could go and do first grade and then it, in fact the last time we were in the schools we had a math tutoring program also for fifth grade you know we had tutors that were good in math and they came in and helped in the classroom out in the sure. hall one-on-one okay. yeah. before the pandemic we were in seven schools in sumner county and we were had been hoping to open up to another school mm-hmm. every year we try to you know increase the number you know but then the pandemic hit yeah so well I, I, and i know that it's been hard on the kids you know going mm-hmm. to school and then you're out of school like mm-hmm. we have been this 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 past week of going mm-hmm. back to school to, right. uh, this tomorrow and so it, it's going to be something that the kids are their, their brain has to be going crazy because mm-hmm. uh, i think a lot of them need that personal Yes. You know, one-on-one thing, and instead of just trying to get them to read something on the computer. Right. That's what is so rewarding about being a cover tutor. I mean, the kids love it. When I was doing it, I would, you know, take a small group, one at a time, that the teacher had given me a list of their names. And when I would go back in the classroom to tell the teacher that it was time for me to leave, the other kids that hadn't been on the list would come up and said, well, when am I going to get to come out in the hall? (laughs) I mean, they just love that extra attention. Yeah. I mean, they just look forward to doing it and they give you little notes that are so cute about, you know, Mm -hmm. thanks for coming and we'll always remember. And I don't know if one of our tutors got a note. (laughs) It was so funny. He showed it to us. He said, uh, the note said, oh, I love that you come and thank you. And I'll always remember you even after you die. (laughs) I mean, it was like, what? But this was a kindergartner. So, you know, it was, was, I mean, it was, it was just very heartfelt. Well, and you know, you're making an impact on her life. And it is something that, you know, a lot of times when they're that young, they're not really getting how they need this right now. Later they will, but yes. the fact that you're offering this, and of course, Sumner County schools are always on, you know, high level of education. And the fact that they're allowing the tutors to come in and, and offering this, I think is commendable. Mm-hmm. And, and Dr. Dell is, you know, doing a wonderful job over there. The fact that this is helping so many kids mm-hmm. that they're really needed. I mean, I've got a 14 year old that we're, we're having issues, <laughs> but I think it's just, it mostly the, the term is called laziness. <laughs> so he won't listen to this. So I, I can say, yeah. he wasn't, Dad, come on. <laughs> but you know, I think it's, it's what you offer is, I mean, tremendous. And, and the, and again, the pandemic has really put a curve you know, kind of stop things a little yes, bit. Now, as we come back, yeah, let's see what happens. We were all set up to go. Yeah. We were going to start after Labor Day. We had tutors lined up and all the schools were willing. 
And then nothing. Yeah. We can't. They're not allowing any extra people into the schools. So not for a while. Not so for a while. Hopefully, yeah. you know, we will. Maybe after December. Maybe. Or, you know, after, That's what we're after hoping. Maybe winter January. break or something. So how important are volunteers? to the, It's obviously very important, but uh, I mean, you see it on your end and how valuable this is and how it's helped kids. Yes. Our, our volunteers are truly what keeps the organization running. I mean, even if we don't have the funds to keep our lights on, so long as we have willing volunteers, we can still operate on some level. Sure. And it's just really... It restores your faith in humanity to see these people who just are willing to give so much of their time to teach kids and adults. And they all come from just really impressive backgrounds, former doctors and engineers and okay. and teachers and just people who are, are willing to, um, you know, come in and provide services for free yeah. you know they really don't get anything out of it except that they get to make a difference gratification so, yeah. yeah so if somebody wanted to be a volunteer what are the criteria and how would they do that well uh we have a program at the literacy council if they on our website that okay. they can what, what's the website it's literacymidtn.org very easy and if you're interested in volunteering you can just get on and hit apply okay. to be a volunteer and then you fill it out and then Georgette gives you a call and mm-hmm. kind of sets up the training sure and right we then you know after I've reached you on the telephone we make an appointment for you to okay. come in so we can meet in person and we just have a get to know you kind of interview and find out what they're about we also we do background checks on every volunteer. Okay, that's and they interesting. have to right. have two references. Okay. So once that's all back. What about COVID test? Well, we haven't. <laughs> got, the, got the uh, temperature machine. <laughs> well, we do have a yeah. we do have a thermometer at the office, okay. and we have masks. Okay. We yeah. are wearing masks when yeah. they come in. We're in a small office, and it's pretty hard to stay six feet away <laughs> in a small office. So we do require masks. Well, and it hasn't been a problem. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk more about your program here coming up. Uh, we're going to take a, just a quick break, and we'll be right back after this word. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon, you're a host here. Uh, last week I said illustrious. I said maybe not so illustrious, but uh, uh, I'll be hosting anyway. And we've been talking with Julianne Curtis and Georgette Reed with the Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee, located right here in Hendersonville. And your office is down on Noakes Drive. That's off of... Walton Ferry, yeah. And it's pretty easy to find. I mean, it's a growing area all through Hendersonville is growing, but <laughs> Georgette and I were talking earlier when she got here in, what, 85, how different it was then versus now. I mean, growth is, is a thing that's going to happen, and there's no doubt about that. But um, it's it's so nice that the Literacy Council has made an impact here in Sumner County, and you, you guys are doing a, a great job from what I can see. But you have some things uh, coming up. You got any... Uh, Uh, drives or like I knew you're doing a t-shirt thing right yeah so September is actually National Literacy Month so kind of all month long we've got different things going on we did a fundraiser with painting with a twist in Hendersonville last night it was so much fun Um, and we have a a t-shirt campaign it's actually 
t-shirts and sweatshirts and tote bags. We'll have information about that on our Facebook page. It's going to be three weeks long, so you have to get them during September, <laughs> and then they'll all be, um, you, you'll have it delivered directly to you, I think, around mid-October. Um, we're also having a book drive this month, and we'll be collecting all kinds of books, mostly youth, but adult books are appreciated as well, and then we'll be distributing those around the holidays. Um, we usually have our big Link to Literacy breakfast fundraiser in the fall, but it's not looking like we're going to be able to do that this year, so we will probably be rolling out some more fundraising events and ways to get involved throughout this month and next month, and just the best way to, to stay up to date on all of that is our Facebook and our Instagram. Okay. You're going to have a merch tab on your website? Get your merch right there. <laughs> yeah, I, we probably should. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. I mean, just go there and they can purchase it right there. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to throw that out there. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> but, you know, it's great because you are a nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? All these things really help you to to go on with your mission and doing what you're doing. And, and it's not an easy task. And anytime we go to a nonprofit, especially these days, because as we know, uh, uh, this pandemic has put a damper in a lot of that. So uh, the fact you're still, you know, doing things and making an impact on, on kids, I mean, that's, that's very important. A few weeks ago, we had uh, Bailey Guy was on our show. And... And she's Miss National Teen uh, USA. So she won the national title and her platform is literacy. And she is just really passionate, you know, about that. And in fact, that's what kind of brought you to my attention because I talked to her about it. And uh, I'm glad we were able to touch because I think a lot of people really don't know that this is available for their kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's cool to see teenagers getting involved with literacy too. I mean, we get emails from just high schoolers in the area probably once or twice a month wanting to donate books or volunteer at the Hendersonville S'more Summer Camp mm -hmm. um, that we're, we're involved with that as well. And they're just so willing to help. And it's really it's really nice to see. Yeah, no, really. I mean, they, so teenagers can help out and they can volunteer as well. They can't be a tutor, mm -hmm. um, I think, because of the background check right. rules. Right. Okay. But they can help out with that s'more summer camp and they can always do book drives for us and be involved with any of our sure. events or any of that kind of stuff. Well, and we do a show here during the December. It's called the Santa Show. <laughs> so Santa reads stories on the air. You know, we pick, you know, I guess a legendary book or story about Christmas and that kind of thing. So it, it's interesting to see the, the different topics that Santa pulls out. And this year, I think it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So we're going to look forward to that. That's exciting. <laughs> now, what um, what other kind of programs are you looking for, possibly for the new year coming in? Well, we need to, because we think that there's going to be a rush. In fact, there was starting to be one of children under 18 that need help with either math okay. or reading. We have, I would say, about four of them right now. The nice thing about this is you don't have to be at our office okay. to do tutoring. Right. We do go into the libraries, public libraries, Hendersonville, Gallatin, we've right. been in Goodlettsville, okay. so that helps. And when I first started, in fact, I think some people are still doing that. I met clients at Panera, and I met clients over at uh, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, okay, in the coffee that shop. makes sense. Yeah. Yes, so, you know, wherever you can meet, it, as long as it's a public place, we don't sure. care. We set up tables outside. 
that you could meet outside. Especially weather's got to get nice. Yes, it's going to be nice yes. to do that, yeah. So, you know, there's all sorts of possibilities. It doesn't have to be right at our office. Okay. Now, there's a lot of homeschooling going on these days, and I think a lot of uh, people maybe that are electing to keep their kids home you know, doing the virtual school possibly. Is that something you guys could be available to? So if you have somebody that's homeschooling a child Mm -hmm. or a couple of different children and they just get to a point, this is above me, I've got to call somebody in. Could they reach out to you as well? Yes, we've had students before that were being homeschooled. Okay, so it is a possibility. Mm -hmm. It's not a no-no kind of thing. (laughs) No, no, we're here to help anybody who needs help with reading or math. Well, I've been said a lot of times that I need help. I think that's probably in different ways, but... uh, we won't go there. <laughs> so how would people enroll in into some of your programs? I admit the, the website. So let me give that to you again. That's pretty easy. It's literacymid10.org. And if you write that down, of course, your Facebook page, just type in Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee, yeah. and that's going to pop right up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anyone is wanting to request a tutor, that's that is the name of the tab on our website. So you can click right there, fill out a few questions, and then you'll get a call from Georgette. <laughs> um, you can also call our office. It's 615-822-8112. But the, the website is the easiest way to do it right now because our hours actually in the office are kind of hit and miss. We're trying not to be in there if there are going to be a ton of people and just limiting it to as needed. Yeah. And, and you know, the websites are great. And I think everybody, they live on their devices, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and their computers. And it's, so if somebody wanted to donate, I mean, I'm looking at the website. It's so easy. You just click on the donate button. Yeah. How incredible is that? And it's very simple. You enter water mouth and you can enter more than what's there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do 50 grand, go ahead and put it in there and they will free. likely accept it. <laughs> we will accept that. Yes. You can also set it up to be a reoccurring like oh, monthly okay. thing. And some people do that. Such and that's, they do that with their work too. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think it, it, as easy as you can make it. You know, that's what people like. They want fast. They want easy. And you've done that. I mean, the, the, the website is very easy to navigate and you can find everything you need to do right there. Yes. And oh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So any um, support that you're able to give is tax deductible. So well, that's always nice. We too. love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so there's people that really need to get involved. So if you need volunteers for like events that you're doing, you would just reach out to you. I'm sure you have a list of people that you can call on and say, hey, we're going to be doing this event come on out and, and check it out and help us out. Yeah. Some of our volunteers, you don't have to sign up to be a tutor. You can sign up to help in the office okay. or to help right. us with fundraising or anything Make phone special. calls. Make what? phone calls, get lists together for mm-hmm. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, directories and all sorts of things. So it doesn't have to be. If you're, some people are a little bit nervous sure. about being a tutor and this is kind of an easy way to get, I don't know, caught up. <laughs> and wanting well, to do more. Yeah, you got to have that help because it's, you know, when you have yeah. a limited staff and it, there's things you have to have done that you just, right. you don't have enough time in the day to accomplish exactly. that. So volunteers are really, really valuable. Yeah. Right. Our, our board of directors are all volunteers as well. Okay. And we actually have some openings. So if <laughs> anyone out there, um, you know, is passionate about literacy and feels that they would be a good addition to our board, that's something you can reach out to us about as well. All you have to do future board directors call 615-822-8112 georgette will direct you and and drill you 
make sure you're going to be good. Yes. <laughs> Nothing gets by Georgette. No, she's very tough. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that I mean that's incredible that you, you know you have this available now. Is uh, the Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee is this part of a national chapter, or is it does it go to Tennessee, or is this just for Middle Tennessee? No, it it used to be the Literacy Council of Sumner County. Okay. That's actually still our legal name. We're doing business as the Literacy Council of Middle Tennessee. And right now we primarily serve Sumner County, okay. but we're growing um, and we're independently organized and everything. So. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I thought it would be like, you know part of the national, you know, you had little chain things going on. But. No, we do, we do sort of work with other literacy councils and we share resources, okay. but it's more just a fellowship kind of thing mm-hmm. than a, an actual branch. Well, there's a lot to be done and there's a, a lot of kids out there that really need help. So, I mean, as, as you expand, I mean, I imagine your goal is to probably go to other areas, you know, around and, and have your own staff in those different areas to, to help these kids out because, I mean, it really is needed. And especially in, in this past last couple of years, how far they've, you know, fallen behind yes. due to the fact they've been out of school so much. So I think anything yeah. that you guys can offer is, is really children, good. Some children, they really suffer because they... It's hard for them to do it online. Yeah. Their their focus is off sometimes yeah. and so that's they got home distractions. Yes. And, yeah, I need a snack. It's been and, tough on everybody. Yeah. Parents at home and the kids and the teachers mm-hmm. trying to do both things. It's it's been rough on everybody. Well, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's, you know, you're out there. We let people know that you're going to be there. Uh, this is going to be up on our podcast page uh, starting tomorrow morning. So it'll be up there forever. People can click and listen to it, get the information, listen to Georgette over and over again. <laughs> She's going to love it. She's going to, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> but, you know, we it's, it's great that we have discovered uh, this service to Sumner County, and it's it's amazing. We have been talking with the Julianne Curlis, and she's the Interim Executive Director of the Literacy Council right here in Middle Tennessee, and our Director of Curriculum and Tutor Development, uh, Georgette Reed. So we appreciate y'all for coming in and letting everybody know and educate us on what you're all about. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. We Absolutely. really appreciate it. Good. Yeah, we're going to be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, how are you? And uh, we're here on Sunday morning, of course, uh, each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, sponsored by our good friends at FNM Bank, right here in Hendersonville at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard. And, you know, things have been going crazy around this area, <laughs> all over the country and the world with this uh, pandemic and COVID and so on and so forth. And we actually have some good news <laughs> right now. And I have uh, Mr. Hal here. And Hal, t- tell us... Uh, What's going on with the, these awards and what's happening? Well, I'm here as uh, representing the Sumner County Health Committee, and we're uh, getting ready to um, recognize our 21, 2021 Community Health Leadership Awards. Uh, the Health Council, actually five years ago, we started these awards to recognize uh, businesses, individuals, organizations, places of worship across the county. Okay. 
who have helped improve the quality of life. You say health, but really the overall, the, the quality of life, whether it's, it's mental, physical health, uh, social, uh, economic well-being, all sorts of different angles. You know, if we're all living last 18 months. If it hadn't done anything, it's, it proved that health is our, is a quality of health is our bottom line. Absolutely. And everything else um, kind of permeates off of that. How did this, uh, the recognizing these recipients, how did the, the, the awards come about at the very beginning? Well, we just wanted a, a way to recognize some of these, these people who are doing great things in our community that, uh, that helped just again improve our quality of life we mm-hmm. um we created different categories for you know individuals uh businesses uh, a government uh, municipality there's a lifetime achievement award there's an educator award and then a place of worship award okay so we recognize those six different categories when did you start this uh start doing six that? years ago oh okay yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. been around yeah all been, right been a few years salvis was recognized a few years back mm-hmm. um some of the regional medical centers have been recognized. Uh, Board of Education, we recognize them. Mm-hmm. There's some um, uh, individuals, Lifetime Achievement Award, some of our uh, PE teachers who uh, have been around for years. Uh, Ken Hurth was one of our first ones. You know, okay. He started the Jumpkins group that did the jump rope for many years, and they raised funds for uh, uh, the Heart Association. Uh, we've recognized him. We, we try to catch some of these people before they ever retire. Or so we just recognized it within the city of Hendersonville, uh, Hendersonville Parks Recreation as part of the Mary's Magical Place. Yes, uh, they did. Those ladies did a wonderful job yes, uh, of that. You know, and that's just a just a, a beautiful spot in Sumner County. And, and just a just a, a bright spot for us. So we were really pleased to get um, mm-hmm. them recognized and uh, award them as, as one of the winners. When you start looking at names, what are some of the criteria that you're looking for? Well, it's, it's somewhat open. <laughs> um, okay, if you mobilize individuals, the resources or organizations to tackle community health issues, uh, if, or you develop new services or programs okay. to help improve the health and quality of, of the population. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the third year is increasing local awareness. So different groups and all. Uh, again, Salvis was one of those that um, there was a niche in our community that needed to be met. And we've, you know, they have helped uh, to meet that need. They've done uh, a great job with it. Yes. Too. Oh, yeah. yes, they do. They do. So when you, you have these different categories, like let's say business, what are you looking for? Some of the criteria for, let's say, somebody in business and what they've done. Well, uh, Surpro was one that we had awarded in the past. They've got a beautiful wellness center, uh, exercise facility within their, their, yeah. Okay. Um, Some elliptical machines and weights and all, and they really encourage their employees and allow their employees to have some break time to come out and walk um, Mm -hmm. or exercise within those facilities. They even have some uh, organized classes, some different uh, yoga and and step boxing classes, some some fitness classes during the workday. Yeah. That was just a you know key to, to improving the quality of their employees. Sure, uh, they were recognized a number of years ago. So for government agencies, uh, that would encompass EMS, uh, police, fire, any of the, anybody in the in the, in the yes, yes. realm, right? One of the um, uh, we recognized Bledsoe Creek State Park for the wonderful okay. walking trails and, and all and what they've got. And, uh, there's hardly a day goes by if you go by there. There's you see people walking those trails and getting a little exercise in the afternoon, and you know, the, I mean, it's just relaxing. It's it's I think it's as much uh, mental health and stress release. Totally. It is physical health. Let's get out of this property. <laughs> get outside. <Yes. laughs> so, some who who just came in? Introduce who we this is. The Charlotte special. Gerard. Charlotte. Uh, she's oh. a healthcare educator with the health, uh, health department. She's been with me for about a month now. Okay. Oh, no, she's brand new. Oh, so we uh, have to, we have we have to put her through the ringer right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's she goes no no. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on in, and uh, we'll you know 
We'll be easy on you, I promise. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, tell us what all this is about. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, so, tell us what you do with the, the health department. Oh, what don't I do? I do all kinds of fun things. I mostly work with the public okay. um, in general, so it can be anywhere from kids to older adults. My goal when um, I can finally go back out into the uh, public again, um, after COVID's maybe a little bit yes, better, yeah. um, I really want to try to focus on the elder population. I feel like that's something that needs, has a need that has not been met just yet. So I want to work with like senior centers. Um, I'd like to work with like retirement. Or yes, the, thank the you. homes like Clarendale. Like, and, all yeah, all these. They got, we have plenty of those around here. We, so you're, you're going to be busy. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Same. And then also in the school system as well. Um, I have a lot of experience working there. So would you do education? So yes. you're educating mm-hmm. them on. Yeah. So it'd yeah. be like um, health and wellness. So okay. like things like exercise, eating healthy, um, you know, getting kids to not smoke. That's a big thing. Um, you know, not doing drugs and alcohol. Vaping. Um, yeah. Vaping is a real <laughs> big problem right now. <laughs> Don't um, get it. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. So that's kind of where I'll be. Okay. Kind well, of all over the place. Well, that's, that's excellent. Well, that's good to have you aboard because, uh, you know, Hal stays pretty busy. He does. And I'm it's, excited to be here. <laughs> and, and again, back to these uh, awards. You know, we have a lot of people that are doing great things here in Sumner County. And so I guess it received nominations, or how does that come about? Yes, what we're doing, we're asking for people to give us the nominations. Okay. Um, they can go to the HealthySumner.com website and uh, pull up the, the link to the nomination form. They can also, if they want to call 206-1115, which is... Actually, Charlotte and Beth, my health educator's phone number, we'll be able to get that to them, uh, the nomination form. We're taking nominations through Tuesday, September, excuse me, Friday, September 24th. Okay. The committee will meet on Tuesday the 28th, and we'll uh, vote for those recipients. And then we'll have a, a function, a little event on um, Tuesday, October 26th, and we'll recognize those individuals okay. um, a beautiful little glass tabletop award that we okay. recognize these individuals and of course have a little um, little event where we uh, brag on them and and uh, <laughs> and, and just show how appreciative we are and a new car yeah <laughs> not <laughs> quite Please, there <laughs> not quite yet but uh, not that big uh, now last year i know we ran we ran down a couple of these but like in 2020 the sumner uh county board of education so del phillips uh, got mm. received that award for him and who else do we have from last year oh my goodness let me think last year gosh that seems like such a long time ago so we had COVID. Uh, amanda pritchard brown she's the cfo yes yeah that's that's the, the school personnel okay. katie brown is and that at the time it was, I think, healthy, safe schools, healthy students, or uh-huh. healthy okay. schools, safe students. One of the tr- was uh, she was director of that program. Okay, so we recognized them. Uh-huh. Um, we've also um, I believe Rockland uh, Rockland Park Recreation Area. Okay, there was Army Corps of Engineers. That really that green area. We recognized yeah, that's a them. Green area. Past. Some of the individuals, the Lifetime Achievement Awards. Um, Scott Wateka. Oh, okay. Uh, you know our marathon winner, yes. the big runner from. Um, uh, that wins Madison every Creek single area. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, we, we recognized <laughs> Scott. Uh, Lucian Borders was a um, he taught from Westmoreland to Hendersonville to Gallatin School and, and coached uh, all sorts of anything from the girls basketball to boys basketball, middle school all the way. He uh, when he retired, he got was nominated by his daughter, and we recognized him. Uh, Jerry Lumpkins uh, was another educator that uh, lifetime again. Like I mentioned Ken, uh, Kenneth Hurst earlier. You know, many years. Some of those uh, individuals that were part of the uh, the school system for mm-hmm. years, uh, SERPRO, we recognize them and that uh, great programs they've got for their employees. First United Methodist Church, 
We okay. recognize them for the, their outreach work uh, to the in the community. Right. So again, if somebody wanted to nominate somebody, would they go to the the website, which is yeah. what, what healthysumner.com. Healthysumner.com and there'll be a nomination form. Mm-hmm. You just put your your person that you would like to be recognized yeah. and what and so all of these will start coming in because you're starting to promote it in the newspaper and, and so on. So we're really getting some exposure on that. Yes, and, yes. and I'm glad we're able to get you on here really quick to, to get this uh, publicized because there's a lot of folks that are doing great work. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're just, uh, we would like to get outside of what I would call Metro Gallatin and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in different areas, Westmoreland, yeah. Portland, you know, Hendersonville, the Gullisville area with the you know, individuals, you know, if parks, your parks departments and, and recognize some of those. Oh, you know, we recognize David Brown for lifetime achievement for okay. everything he's done with the city of Gallatin Parks mm-hmm, and Recreation. Mm-hmm. You know, and one comes to mind sitting right here in Hendersonville. You know, and he's still with the city of Hendersonville. <laughs> we, they can't get rid of him. I think it's Dave Lamar. Oh yeah, Dave. You know, he's got a lifetime achievement. I mean, yes. He's done great things. Yeah, and he's been there for how many years? Uh, yeah, he was running the city administrator there for a while. And, and he was parks uh, yeah, director for yeah, a number of years. Yeah. And, and when, when, when they um, needed him, he stepped right up. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we would love people just to, you know, think outside the box and, and, and nominate. The, the nomination form is, is just some basic information. And Pretty simple. Little highlights about okay. what the individuals or the business. You know, if you've got an employer who does a good job with employee health or – your church has got a great outreach program, or and it's just not physical health too. If they're doing mental health, you know, need long, that these days. Sorry. Yeah, we, oh, Long Hollow Baptist in the recovery ministry that they're doing, we recognized them uh, last year. Okay, um, it was last year, year before, and the great work they're doing with the re- recovery ministry sure. with with, with uh, that segment of the population so so if they get a let's say they won last year but they if they're getting a lot of nominations they could feasibly get it again or do yeah, you have it yeah we're trying to i want to say spread, spread, the, spread <laughs> the love some you know but it, you still get the you know, okay the people recognize it what good works they're, they're doing so okay then we'll sick charlotte on them okay yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, this This is going to be a great thing. Now, the nominations are going to go through September 24th. So you have up mm-hmm. until the 24th, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Just go in there, put in the information, hit submit, and there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then on the 28th, you're going to do the vote. Right. right. And then have a recognition uh, function on October 26th. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll call the people right afterwards and... and um Congratulate them and invite Good. them to our function on the um, the twenty sixth and Good. and do our award ceremony and and recognize them. And All right, so finally some some good positive yes. you know yes. information <laughs> coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and on the other side, then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes okay. here. So we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. And welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight right here with Jeff Shannon. We're talking with Hal Hendricks and Charlotte Gerard with the uh, Sumner County Health Department here. And Hal, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> You know, we, we, we're going to have you in, uh, you know, several weeks ago, but the, something kind of happened and kind of just blew the top off of this thing. So uh, um, I got to give us an enlightenment uh, speech now. Well, you know, after 109 days at Ball State, 77,000 vaccines later, June looked real good. May looked good. June even looked better. And then Delta variant 
There it is. Arrived. <laughs> and let me, and I'll stop right here, keep your thought. But you guys did such a magnificent job with the flow going through. I think it was a model that uh, other departments had to follow other states and counties and everything because it was just flawless. I mean, yeah, at a, least what I experienced, it was fast, it was it, it professional, it was you know, in and out, and it was We had a, incredible. a number of um, agencies, uh, Germantown, uh, City of Bolivar came up, uh, their officials came up and looked at our flow and how we had set up things and and um, kind of stole our ideas or borrowed <laughs> our ideas, re- repurposed them and br- took them back and yeah. hopefully that Im- improved their flow some yeah. too. So, well, it's 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 incredible. So, kudos to that. Thank so, you. Thank okay, you. continue yeah. with. All right, so now we are ready, getting close to that third dose. The individuals who are. Uh, transplant recipients, immunocompromised, um, chemotherapy patients, okay. those, you know, go ahead and, and check with your providers, check with your doctors. If they've received your first two doses, let's, I want them to go ahead. Those third dose of Pfizer is now readily available. So go get it. Let's yep. go get it. Okay. Um, in a couple of weeks, hopefully, uh, subject to change, mm-hmm. but, but we'll be ready for that third dose. Okay. Uh, and all. Now, the great thing about September, October, as compared to January, we're not going to be the only shot in town right. through the health department. Walgreens, Walmart, when it becomes available and the general public is a, is able to receive it, um, you're going to have, I know when you go to vaccinate10.gov right now and you type in 37075 zip code, there are 50 locations within 25 miles that has vaccine. Okay, so, so that's not an excuse. Uh, and then you know, that doesn't even really include if you if if your provider may have the vaccine on hands at okay. their office uh, for that third dose. And, and I keep saying third doses, first and second dose. If you've not gotten the shots and you're ready to get the shot, mm-hmm. do you it. Know, you know the yeah. the data shows that those unvaccinated are not faring as well as those of us who have. Right. Been so. and I've seen the same thing. I mean, a lot of the reports that you're seeing about this increase in hospitalizations and everything, and 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 pretty much all of them have an unvaccinated mm-hmm. category. That's yes. where they're there. Mm-hmm. So the vaccine vaccine is working, and you really should not be scared of it. You're not going to grow, you know, second head or third arm or whatever. No, it's it, it's no. definitely working. It's going to protect you from getting sick. So we should still be. It's still here. I think Americans overall we have a kind of a short attention span. So wear your mask. Be social distance. We'll keep washing your hands uh, frequently. Just be aware of, of how uh, your group settings mm-hmm. and all, um, and get vaccinated. Yeah. That's, that's the, the key. And we need to keep on with that. Um, and we started this back in March or April of 20. And you know, we just got to keep that mindset for you know another few months. And, and let's yeah. just get yeah. through this. And, Absolutely. And get more people vaccinated and, and healthy. Now, on your vaccination card that we received for the first and second, is there a spot for a third? Yes, uh, there they'll, they'll yeah. just write that information yes. in there. Okay. Yeah. And we encourage people that when you, whenever you go to get your vaccine, take your card with you so they can yes. document that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, recently, we've had uh, quite a few people who were traveling overseas, uh, out of the country, and all. Um, again, September first, there were some changes in some certain areas of uh, of the of the world. Uh, pertaining to who had to have what type of shot, when, and what documentation. Uh, we're working with those individuals okay. and trying to, you know, 
so get get that proof that they've had their vaccine and that they can travel and and all. Um, if you're going to do any traveling, please plan ahead. Make sure you get all your T's dotted and I's crossed, right. and you're good to go. So what I did is I I took pictures of all of our cards in the phone, so front and back. So you don't have to carry that big card around with you. Say, well, I mean, women have it, but guys, we can't really. Yeah. If we fold it up and do all that stuff, which you probably shouldn't do. Uh, but we've had a number of people come in saying, this Here's was my card, <laughs> and you know, it, lo- it looks like it's been washed. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just wondering. I mean, they might come down with some guidelines, but, I mean, because there have been some fraudulent uh, copies made and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having this card on you that you can show at any time, say, hey, I got it right here. Right. You know, or, or are they going to take that? I mean, I guess it remains to be seen, but uh, it's all kind of new. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you can that you can get another copy of your card. <laughs> so you can get another copy uh, if, if you need to. Charlotte, step in here. Let us know. Yeah. So if you do lose your card or you wash it a hundred times and now it's a crumpled up mess, don't worry. Um, you can come down to the health department um, at either three that we have and we can get that replaced where you make okay. the deal. With the, the, the numbers and everything, the dates? Yes. Yeah, so we'll okay. look up um, name, uh, date of birth, and I believe it's social. Um, okay. And we can easily get that. So you got to verify it because some people yes. like to yes, scam the system. Uh, oh, yeah, no. We definitely verify. We have a nice little verifying system okay. and can get you new one. That's good. Uh, but this third dose, you'll indicate that on there. Now, we had spoke earlier. Uh, we had our first and second dose, but you said that it, it actually could be available to, to the public coming up real soon. We don't have to wait yep. eight months to get the booster is what they were calling right, it. Now they call right. it the third. But right. There's it, that, third, that third dose okay. um, booster. Um, individuals, it's yet to see you determine the, the flow. Okay. You know how in the spring where we did the first responders and, and then we did 60, oh, uh, 65 or 75 and up, then went, went down to the 60s and then 50. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, um, we've not determined how that flow will go this time. Uh, but with the number of locations that are readily available, um, an individual should not have to, there shouldn't be day a day's wait. It's, right. You should okay. be able to. Be, look through click what you got pfizer or right now pfizer is the only one that's been approved, approved for the right. third dose um i think a week from today on the 17th i believe uh the committee is looking at it again to to, to bless moderna and if it gets blessed yeah. uh then the third dose uh would be available for either moderna or pfizer uh and people can, can move forward on that um so you can have it all state again no, sir. We're actually going to be here in Hendersonville. Okay, uh, so the yeah. different location. Yeah, All right. We're, we're, yeah, Ball State Sandwich are back in. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, you know, we've got a <laughs> um, an empty building that we're um, in the midst of um, negotiating, getting that uh, rented. Um, over in Glenbrook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, over in Glenbrook right okay. now. Um, we'll have everything set up, ready to go. Um, with We're hoping within uh, two to three weeks okay. or sooner um, and get that. You know, vaccinate10.gov, uh, when when all that gets up and running, that'll be ready. We want to do a by appointment so we can be efficient. Don't want to keep body standing in line. Yeah, Don't want right. to hold you up. Um, but And again, I know I'm emphasizing, if you got the first two shots at Ball State, you don't have to come see us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within really walking distance, there's yeah, a CVS, Walgreens, yeah. right where we, we're going to be right sure. there. Uh, and then Kroger's is right there at uh, Brookstone, uh, Glenbrook, across yep. the road, street, across uh, Vietnam Veterans. But there's 25 locations, again, within 37075. Now, will they have to make an appointment, like at Walgreens and things like that, or can they just show I, up? I believe it, I believe that some of them do, some of them don't. Okay. It's probably more convenient because they'll be ready to do you know, it. Yeah. You know, and it helps 
it helps helps alleviate that waste sure. at the end of the day when, okay. when they can know that um, uh, they can get rid of that last dose out of that vial yeah. and, and save some of this vaccine. So we're we're encouraging folks to get that third. I mean, just it, it's going to be a safety thing. Now, does it appear that each year we're going to have to do this booster, or we have determined if it's a year or two to years? Be or, to, to be determined. To be determined. Yeah, yeah. just like everything. <laughs> and it may be as, as common as just the flu shot. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the they were talking about some of the with the flu season coming upon mm-hmm. us, uh, and people should still get their flu shot. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We actually um, we're looking at uh, November the 9th. That's Tuesday the ninth. We're going to have a um, uh, that would be statewide. That will be uh, the flu shot day with the state. Uh, flu shot party. Yeah, yeah let's. <laughs> and we'll, we've done that annually every November. I think this will be our fourth or fifth year for that. Okay. Um, but that Tuesday, the 9th of, uh, of November, uh, statewide, we're in the works of getting our plans together in the location and, and getting that all set, ready to go. And the flu shots, you know, we, we did such a good job last year of socially mm-hmm. distancing and wearing masks. You didn't hear much about the flu. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just kind of, well, it went away, but I think it's still there. Yeah. But And maybe the Hal Hendricks Band will be performing at this event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't want to drive people away. So, <laughs> so I heard something. I don't know what this is, but I've, I've seen some posts where they said, I've got my uh, antibody infusement. They had an infusion of antibodies. What Do you know what they happen to be talking about? I mean, because it's no, been on Facebook. And, I know. I, and I was listening to the radio today coming down today and it was talked about natural antibodies and vaccine antibodies and and i was trying to keep up with it and and was on a phone call at the same time in the middle of the com- in the middle of the driving down here yeah. this morning and what are they talking about it's like yeah <laughs> how are you getting some, infused some with what well and you and is it approved and i mean this, who knows and it's these crazy you know ivermectin yeah you know you know if it it's <laughs> Don't do it. Yes, don't <laughs> do it. Please don't. That's just off the wall. Because you might be growing a third arm if you do that. Well, <laughs> I mean, who knows? The stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know that that's just some um, some some desperate talk. Kind of right. goes back to what was the uh, the kids were doing with the the cinnamon challenge where they're putting all the cinnamon in the in the throat. And, yeah, yeah. And the, the uh, Tide Pod challenge. I mean, yeah, crazy. That's some yeah. silly stuff. Yeah, silly totally. stuff. Just. Better be safe. So the health department recommends that you do not uh, explore those other opportunities. No, do not explore. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, there might not be any room in the hospital. But um, now we did have a situation where uh, a lot of the beds have been really filled here in Sumner County. Uh, we we had a, a pretty bad run on it here recently. How's it looking now? It's somewhat. Our positives have somewhat stabilized a little bit. Okay, we've still got. When you look at uh, 2021 compared to 2020. Uh, the numbers are, are through the roof compared today. The number of positive patients we've got compared to 2020. So you know, again, it's wearing a mask, social distance, washing our hands, oh, 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 social awareness. Yeah, Being, and don't go to the hospital if you if you're getting a runny nose or a temperature. That's not the, you know the time to go to the hospital mm-hmm. for something like that because. Mm-hmm. It's just bogging down the system in well, there. And welcome to Tennessee in August and September. Yes. Where ragweed uh, is the, yep, yep. <laughs> is, the um, is, is here and, you know, with this dry weather. It's and blooming. <laughs> allergies and, I mean, welcome to Tennessee. It's That's what we've got right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. windshields are covered with a layer of dust and mm-hmm. uh, pollen and it's it's it's. It's the, it's the seasonal. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So if, if you if you're feeling that, I mean, you know, now if you're having a hard time breathing, 
heart palpitation. Yeah. You, that might be the time. Be but, aware. Be aware. Be smart. Yeah. Think about um, your situation. You know, it's all, but it's always be, be uh, careful. Be cautious and, and just pay attention to. Um, what your body's trying right. to tell you and we you know you get with your primary or a walk-in clinic or something of that nature but instead of going down to the emergency room and it's not necessarily an emergency because you're yeah. bogging down the system and we're so. testing every day at the the gallatin clinic okay uh, you can call 206-1100 we fill up pretty fast so the first thing we open the phone lines open up at 7 30 a.m and we um, take as many as we can. So is that when you have the Q-tip that goes in the back of the brain? Okay. Yes. Now, what about the ones? Now, I know some of the, the, the facilities are offering where they you go up to the window and you take your thing and you roll it around in your nose and put it back in the thing and you get it, the results back you know, that afternoon sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all even offer the, what we, it's the Everly Well self-test. Okay. The individual can take home. They'll uh, load their information, their, their kit number um, onto the web, uh, website. Um, to uh, to set up their account, uh, they'll complete the test themselves okay. with the Q-tip in, in the nasal cavity. Put it all in the in the kit. Drop it at a UPS. It gets sent off, okay. and then you'll get the results. But if you went to like a, one of the stores that have it, you can drive mm-hmm. up the window, and you know yeah. they say, okay, put this in there, swab it around, put it back in the bag, yeah. give it back to them, yes. and then they'll run it. Then you get an email saying the results. Or yeah. now, recently, we've had a um, a run on um, on those. Okay. test and yeah. there, there has been a somewhat of a shortage of what they call the rapid test okay yeah yeah or so and they were talking just, about that's just volume this volume of individuals wanting to be tested right and there was uh, some talk about these uh the your self-test you can take them home they're going to start charging for that or is it going to be a charge uh and some of the stores are going to do it but it was the charge uh stores will charge we don't have charge okay. anything right. you pick those up at the health department, health department. even the pcr test yeah um you know, do it yourself or we do it it's it's our offering okay all right so Final word, you want everybody to know. Again, I mean, we're, when we start this third dose, we welcome individuals who want to come get their first or second. Okay. There, it's, that's, that's, there's no stipulation. You know, we, more people get vaccinated, more people that wear their masks, social distance, okay. walk, keep their hands washed. Be aware we can get through this. So if they had, if they haven't had any of the vaccines yet, they want to get them all done. You still have to wait. So the first dose, you have to wait twenty-one, yeah, the twenty-one days, Pfizer and after the second, Moderna, uh, and after the second, or twenty-eight days. Uh, in between the second and third, the same thing. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Well, there you have it. That's the latest word from the health department. And folks, hey, listen, Hal and Charlotte, thanks for coming in. Uh, the public needs to be notified, and you, you guys are on top of it, and I appreciate yeah. you doing feel, that. Feel free to get those nominations for the Health Awards out yes. to us. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> now, what's the website again they can go to to nominate? Uh, HealthySumner.com. There you go. All right, folks. Hey, that's going to wrap up another Sumner County Spotlight right here with Jeff Shannon. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, hey, we'll check you next week. So come and uh, come and join us again. This uh, will be up on our podcast page uh, starting tomorrow on Monday mornings at a little after 8 o'clock. And you can view this uh, once more or hear it. You're not going to view it. You'll watch the meter go up and down, but that's about it. (laughs) So this is Jeff Shannon saying so long. Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, FNM Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.